Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the CSUF podcast, a weekly series where we give tips, tools, resources, and more for titans of all walks of life to achieve greatness. I'm your host, Jillian Brander, CSUF social media strategist and new associate director of digital media. I am so excited today. We are going to be talking about Dirk diversity initiatives and resource centers. I just got to give a hand, just a round of applause to our great, great Dirk members. And today we're chatting with associate director of diversity initiatives and resource center, Marham Eskender. How are you today? My friend. I am better with this view, Jillian. Oh, yes. I'm just gonna say I'm a little jealous. This is this is mi casa y su casa. <laughs> if somebody comes to Jerk, like, where's Maryham? Uh, I think she's over in College Park. Yeah, hanging out with Jillian. I welcome it. You know, this <laughs> is I'm so glad you're here today because this is and you know, people that come in here, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And at the end of it, they go, Wow, that was really cool. I can't believe 30 minutes has gone by or 40 minutes. And it's just, it's great to be able to have you here. I'm such a fan of all the work you do in Turk. I'm a fan of you too. Big fan. (laughs) Look at us. (laughs) Look at us. Great audience. I mean, we're just, we're here to make magic. Mm -hmm. Cal State Disney. Anyway, (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself and what you stand for. Let's hear it. (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear the spiel. (laughs) So... I think I stand for quite a few things, or I try to stand for quite a few things. I have a value system that I do my best to mm. actually translate into actions, behaviors, and you know how I show up in the world. Um, I think that who I am is I am an Egyptian-American um, individual who has spent 20 years in Egypt. People don't know that. Interesting. People don't know that. They think... They don't Ooh. realize that it was that long, but it was. So I have spent equal parts of my life here in the United States, in California, and in Cairo, Egypt. So Fantastic. Um, we talk about identity a lot and, and kind of what's salient in your identity, and I feel very connected to that here. Um, mm. I would say that is a big shift from moving back here to missing it so much and just wanting to be around um, other people who speak Arabic and yeah. and people who kind of understand the social and cultural and emotional environment that people live in and grow up in and how that shapes your worldview. So d- definitely being Egyptian is, is a really important part of my identity that I find is really salient these days. Mm. I am also a former caregiver and I think that's a that's something that's impacted my life a lot. I took care of my dad for 16 years. Interesting. Yeah. You seem very caring. Oh, you're so sweet. Of course. You're so sweet. Oh, he, was, he, was a, he was a precious, precious man. And, yeah, it was a big part of my life. So I'm in a transitional moment as a, as a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see what life is like outside of that. I identify as non-binary. And pansexual, so same. Hello, queer umbrella friend. Oh Hi. my gosh, another pants. It's so nice <laughs> to meet you. Gosh, here we are. I know that's fantastic. I know. I I think you know one of the best things about you know studying gender studies in Egypt is I saw that in I in your in your mm-hmm. LinkedIn research. Uh huh. Yeah, that program is definitely one of the most impactful experiences, educational experiences I've ever had in my whole life. And I will say, at the end of it, you think 
you don't even exist anymore, which is very common in gender studies and women's studies programs. You unpack everything so much, and and you're so critical that you're just like, what is even, what What, is this table even? What what, is this phone? What am I? (laughs) Oh my gosh, the struggle, all aboard. (laughs) So I think that part of me is also really important. I am definitely a social justice-focused, equity-focused, 1,000% radical feminist. (laughs) And... We love that. I know. We love that, don't we? Yeah, and I, I, awesome. I, I think that in different spaces I show up in different ways, but this is a value system that is important to me. I've had to fight really hard for survival, for being myself, for being who I am. So it means something to me that I might not necessarily bring up in lots of different conversations yeah. where people don't really understand what it means to be a female-presenting person mm-hmm. in Egypt what that means, mm. to be working with the communities I was working with, the kind of situations I found myself in, wow. risky, dangerous, um, different, you know, different revolutions and whatnot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> revolutions you and know, whatnot. You just kind of like, you know, a day in yeah, the life. Of yeah. I was like, oh, pandemic, y'all are not adjusting. I'm like, woo, I, <laughs> I literally was just there. <laughs> I was just there. We could, we you know, we were on lockdown. There oh, were wow. curfews. In Egypt? Yes. What was that like? I think we had to really shift and re-get to know ourselves as a people that what do we think and feel? What do we believe? As Um, a society. As a society. And so lots of fun social movement happening, lots of conversations. But as you know, those things are hard to translate into, you know, action, advocacy. I have so many questions already. Me too. I have so many questions. I have so many so questions. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the questions never end. That is interesting. I think female presenting this, you know, the gender fluidity. I grew up Catholic. So two different areas of growing up that the concept of even being binary is so like, you know, to some, but it's just who we are. Non-binary doesn't mean androgynous. Right. So in your words, non-binary, would you like to explain for people who are listening? You know, for me, it just means that all of this is, to me, constructed. You know, it's all grow up in context mm-hmm. where we have understandings of things, and we can unpack those understandings. But when you have a binary, you can't really unpack it to the ultimate level of actually being unpacked because it's unpacked between two separate poles. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I take that whole level thinking out. I'm like, okay. It's I not wear, levels. No, it's it's just, it's like you're playing dress up every day. Mm-hmm. And who do you want to be? Who do you want to look like? What do you want to look like? That make you feel how you want to feel. Yeah, which for me is comfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we just... Right? It yeah. needs absolutely comfortability. What do you wear that makes you feel powerful or makes mm. you feel like your outward expression is mm. how you're feeling on the inside or what you choose to express on the outside? But being non-binary, I think the ultimate fact of it is you just don't think about who you are in response to being masculine or feminine. Right. So if I'm wearing a button-down shirt, I don't think that's masculine. I think right. it's a button-down shirt. I know, right? Like, the <laughs> yeah. buttons on, like, ladies' shirts are on one side, and then, like, men's shirts are Like, that, uh, like, why? So strange. Why do they put pockets all the time and all the button-down shirts? Just I mean, please take the pockets I away. <sighs> Nobody wants those pockets right there. <laughs> and then I think also, yeah, just thinking about what I wear as, again, something as aesthetically representing who I am. So sometimes I want to wear a dress and sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't. And sometimes 
I want to wear heels and sometimes I don't. And I have gotten to the point where I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, what's next to me? Okay, here's what I'm feeling. Let's do this. I like the feel of this fabric. I think I'm going to go with it. My really nice, soft, stretchy pants right now. (gasps) Me too. I just (laughs) got some new soft, stretchy pants. Marham. When I want to show up in my pajamas, these are the pants I'm wearing. I'm wearing mine for the first day. We are are sharing this this moment of comfortability in work clothes. I think, especially in higher education, you know, I definitely get situation where people think I'm straight or they see that I have a wedding ring, so they think I'm married to a man. It's really funny to me because... I had, like, my dentist one time be like, so who's the lucky man? I was like, my wife. You know, like, (laughs) she's a welder. She's crazy. You know, like, she's like Ozzy Osbourne. And, you know, it's like the concept of those gender norms just kind of just doesn't really apply to me, I feel like. Um, I can definitely relate to being your full self, also people perceiving you a certain way. Yes. I think as I have navigated through queer community Mm. around Right, the world, right? Yeah, like, so seriously. It does not look the same. But, you know, when I came back here and I started working at the Long Beach LGBTQ Center, I was like, this is my moment. You know, I, don't, I never truly feel safe, but mm. it's safer in Long Beach on 4th and Cherry. Yeah. Um, definitely than it is in Cairo. So there was a level of like, I hey, explore, like do what you want to do. This is your chance to somehow make up for one would say lost time. And I think that's why it's very therapeutic to work in centers, even though they're hot messes. (laughs) 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 LGBTQ centers are hot messes. We love them, but they're they're hot messes. I'm not going to use the sound effects I could. I'm not (laughs) going to just get my little board over here. I'm not going to touch it. But I think that's why it's so therapeutic for people because of that condensation of community. Mm -hmm. You know, in those moments, you realize that that is a new pressure. So, for example... I can't visibly identify you as a queer ally or you as a queer person. Right. What you're wearing, where the rainbows, yeah. where's this, where's that? And the assumption that mm-hmm. because I presented, you know, as a cisgender female identifying person, that's who I was. And so queer community has a lot of work to do in itself as well. It's good to see the areas mm-hmm. to improve always. Yeah, I messed with their heads a little bit. They were like, well, I don't know what to interpret. I don't like, know. What is it? Like, who are, I don't, <laughs> well, I can't, well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, shaking things up. You have to. What was it like, your experience in Cairo, you were saying, is there a queer community there? Yes. What's that like? So, that's wonderful. I, the chuckle. I don't know if that's a good chuckle <laughs> or like wonderful. a, oh. It's wonderful, but it's also, this is, you know, I work with seniors, right? Mm-hmm. And they would always, when I first started, they would ask me like, so young why do you want to work with seniors and I'm like let's talk about how you grew up and let's talk about how I grew up yeah influence in your influence the same exact way if I try to talk to somebody who's in my cohort and say hey here's when you came out here's when I came out okay what was your experience like mm-hmm. there's no it's very rare for me to find somebody that can relate to the kinds of experiences Fear does a lot to your relationships, to your friendships, oh, to absolutely. your personal development, so to your just dating. Yeah. Is it a trap? Like that that thing that's, that's an actual strategy. That's an actual Yeah, thought. that's an actual strategy. Yeah, is it a trap? So I think people underestimate a lot of the times, like just the flag raising that we did. Mm, that was wonderful. I know, CSUF, you know, we raise flags and we put flags down and we raise flags and we put flags down. But I'm telling you, for me, it wasn't just raising a flag. No. 
I actually felt like my whole self just like impact. tearing up yes. watching that flag go up every mm-hmm. time it does. I'm like, am I really crying right now? I know. Am I crying <laughs> at this crying. flag raising? Everyone's dancing and having a good time. And I'm They're like, raising the flag <laughs> to Diana Ross. I know. What could be better? Yeah, but just understanding right. like what it could mean to somebody to just be standing in the street mm-hmm. at a flag raising means you know? a lot. Yes, it means a lot. It hundred percent means a lot. I think you're a big part of that. I, I think you really contribute a lot of greatness here. I try to, and I and I, I do acknowledge that I'm walking into a department that is just absolutely amazing. I think people don't always understand the nature of the work, identity mm. work, and student services, and how difficult and just taxing some of it can be. I'm sure. Because I don't think people look at it as this is a situation of shared trauma. So these are leaders who are currently experiencing the trauma that these communities are going through, that they're trying to support. So identity work is really... It never ends, I feel like, (laughs) in a sense. I mean, it never ends, that's for sure. And it also, it's not just we're organizing programs, we're, we're going out, we're having fun, we're raising flags. It's deep, meaningful work. Absolutely. The outside can look recreational, but the work that goes into it is not as easy as it seems. Oh, um, and it doesn't even seem easy to me. <laughs> like <laughs> to it some doesn't people even. It's like, woo! How do y'all do all that? Yeah, you're providing these safe spaces while also going through challenges from the outside and it from the inside. You know, helping people come to terms with what that means to feel safe. Yes. What it means to not feel safe. Uh, what it means to be in community. And I think safe is such a complex word. And I know it's what we strive for, but our reality is Some, different. Yeah. And how do we create community and, and create beautiful, beautiful, beautiful space and understand the limitations to it, but still be able to be in it? And I think mm-hmm. there are moments where we forget and then things are jarring and they just kind of wake us up like, wait, yeah, we thought we were, quote unquote, safe. But that's not, you know, human beings and the nature of human beings and how people feel and how people express themselves and how people engage with others. You know, we're in a campus of thousands of students and each one of them are uniquely themselves. Right. And how that impacts another person. Understanding how to manage those feelings, how to unpack those feelings, how to have better communication with people that are different than us. Mm even if they're within the group that externally mm-hmm. people say, hey, yeah. They're all part of the same group. Yeah, like Swana. Yeah. You know? Oh. <laughs> like, I don't Swana, but we're not all right. the, the no. same. <laughs> you know? But even within that, trying to understand, like, what are the narratives that people are sharing? What are they trying to promote? How can we support students to be their best, but also not lie to them? It's a very it's hard a tough balance. world. It's a very hard. You want to prepare these wonderful young adults but you don't want to scare them. Right, <laughs> right. You don't right? want to be like, oh, it's so helpless, and it's just, it's... It's going to get a lot worse, you know, like... <laughs> I literally, oh my gosh, that's... Everyone in Kaiser, that's their favorite thing to say. It's only going to get worse. I'm like, gosh, Ooh. who trained y'all? Anyway. Dang. But... See, that's a rough one. Like, it's not very helpful. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, how do you create hope for others when you're trying to create hope for yourself? Yeah, and I think, you know, naming that as well, like, there's no right answer. I mean, there are, there are things that are best practice but there's no right answer to what we're doing and how we do it and it might work for some and might not work for others in reality you just want to 
you want to help that integration of what is the world's reality like? Like, what am I going to face in this world? But then highlight what are those strengths that I have that others have maybe framed as weaknesses or deficits or something to overcome, you know? But no, it's your strength, where your community and cultural mm-hmm. power comes from. And that balance of, I don't want to paint a rosy picture. I don't want to paint a bleak picture. Right. I want to paint a picture where you create your path and just the fact of you engaging in the storyline is changing it. So, yes. But that's a lie. Growing up is hard. Growing up. Growing up is hard to do. Let me tell you, I remember watching those centers get built. I graduated in 2016 from here. Watching those centers be built was so great for me because I knew students had a place and staff had a place to develop their identity. I grew up Catholic for 12. This is the first public school I ever went to. Oh, wow. So that's the reaction I get a lot. Oh, wow. You know, I had a really, really tough time growing up. And Catholic school, you know, at a certain point in the third grade, I was put into conversion therapy. And that is crazy because it it made me who I am today, right? Situations like that can be really traumatizing. And it seems like when people gather to a place, they feel safe. They're able to share in their own growth and watch each other grow and support each other. And that's what I see the centers doing every day. What was your experience like? Very similar. Mm. Very similar. And I think also it was something that people couldn't really comprehend because I wasn't in an area where there was a lot of Swana folk, mm. you know. But I think that one of the things that I absolutely just every morning love looking forward to is you know, walking in each center, you know, saying good morning and seeing who's in there that day and walking in at any point in time and you never know what to expect you know people could be in deep intellectual conversation people could be talking about what's on tmz and like the latest Mm. and community yeah you can walk in and people are getting to the nitty-gritty of what they are here to learn outside of the classroom They're getting it. They're getting into it. They're absorbing it. They're applying it. They're critiquing it. They're, or we're just watching movies. They're building it. Yeah, watching movies. Or we're taking naps. I love a good nap. You know. (laughs) Even just like, oh, you're you're napping. That makes me happy too. Exactly. (laughs) I don't have to have the nap to you know. I feel Yeah. yeah. It's like the positive energy you when you see people being themselves or feeling comfortable. I hope that's a kudos to you because you're, you and your team are doing the tasks that nobody sees, the hard work that nobody can see, and you still do it. I think uh, one thing that we talk about a lot is how much power students have over creating the space because even our staff, like professional staff, we are so very few people, but our student staff is huge. And they're growing. They're, oh my gosh, where are we going to even sit at this point? I don't even know. We're going to meet. We're going to bring here. a laptop. We're going to come come to your office, have some meetings. Sounds but great. All are welcome. That's it, great. I mean, yeah. to have that growth. And the students that frequent the space, the students that visit the space for one time only, the wonderful humans that walk into that space are creating it. I mean, I can be like, oh, we need to put some forks out, you know? <laughs> I, you know, I can be that person, but it's right. such a collective creation of the energy you definitely get that when you walk in yeah we of course at Dirk as professional staff try to foster that and try to make the environment conducive to that and provide opportunities for critical discussions to happen for connection to happen but really who's really doing all the work the students 
and you know should be really like oh wow this space is so great it's like the students the students yeah pretty much i've had the opportunity to see it grow when did you join us july july i you know gave an invitation to stratcom like i will take you around and so a couple people from stratcom came and they were just like i had no idea and it's like i know we've been working together for months and you, you just, you have no idea just because you get out and walk everybody. It. Get out. Get out there. Go on to <laughs> campus. Go to the public library and check out Dirk. I walk in Dirk and I don't even, I'm like every day I'm just. It's, re- a, new, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. It's like, what? <laughs> a new layer of understanding to the space. I mean, it's, it's just beautiful. It's like a sacred place. I feel like it's one of my sacred places <laughs> on campus. I mean, we do, you know, our couch does have some faculty and staff frequenters too. <laughs> so I know, right? We're like, yeah, where's this person? Probably in Dirk if they're not here. Jill's yep. over at the LGBTQ yeah. Center yeah. over there picking up more stickers and flags I for know. sure. I know. Sophie as the director mm. and Terrell as the assistant director yes. and all of the absolutely wonderful coordinators who've really, really, and I think sometimes we forget to honor that Again, not just the idea that, hey, we're all going through it as a society, but also I'm engaging in work that is directly impacting who my identity as a person. Right. And they went through a pandemic and they went through structural changes and they've gone through staffing changes and they are still showing up, you know, and still bringing their heart into this work. And I cannot, you know, say this enough that, it is a beautiful thing to see every day. Cause I'm like, I'm like, we're all so tired, you know. <laughs> we're I'm so sure tired. you've been awake since and July. I know it. I know. I'm still in awe, you know, of how amazing that is. Because, and I, I I'm not gonna say that that's uncommon on this campus. I've seen such dedicated, really just committed individuals doing the good work. Mm-hmm. But in our line of work as well, it is hard to find the time to have space in the distance and the self-care and oh right taking care of yourself can't pour from an empty glass I have to tell myself that too it's a wonderful place to be and I think that nothing's perfect Mm -hmm. we're not perfect I'm not perfect but me either girl the constant self-reflection and creating space to hear what people want what people see people's reactions and reflections and integrating that into how we show up is something that I do count on so much. Yeah, Sophie and Terrell, I work with they're fantastic. I'm always yeah. like, yo, <laughs> how's it going over there, y'all? I'm going to call you, you know, so I mean, your I'm team gonna, is great. I mean, the, the day I came for my interview, I was like, so you want me to come tomorrow at 8? Like, see you tomorrow at 8? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be here. Like, I just felt, yeah, and, you know. Supported. Yes, supported that I had such... I mean, an opportunity to learn and see how this student services and identity spaces are being created. This is not a template that you can follow. Right. This is, we're creating it as we go. Every campus is creating it as they go. And, you know, I'm from Long Beach. Plug in. I love Long Beach. You Um, love the beach. We love the beach, right? Look at our space. Right? I mean, how do we? How do I not fangirl over it myself? I don't know. I'm like, I get to walk in the library every day. Yes. And it's, I mean, <laughs> the stuff that's been renovated and added and adjusted to support mm-hmm. student success is is incredible. You know, it's it's made for students, 
and that's you can feel it as soon as you walk in. I mean, I walked in my first day. I'm like the gender neutral restrooms. I yep. will tell you, made a big difference. You know, I'm walking in and I'm just like, everyone's so lovely. You know, everybody's really nice around here. Everyone's really nice around here. <laughs> yeah, I'm all part of the Titan family. You know, yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So there are five resource centers. Four. There's. Let me see if I can name them all. You want to test me? Yes, let's test you. Okay, good thing we're doing Uh-oh. this unplanned. <laughs> LGBTQ Resource Center. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, LGBT Queer Resource Center. Yes. African American Resource Center. Mm-hmm. Asian American Pacific Islander Center. Asian Pacific. Asian Pacific. <laughs> Thank you for rephrasing. Asian yeah. Pacific Center. The Latinx Resource Center. Mm-hmm. Titan Dreamer Resource Center and... The newly established and still in transition Women's Resource Center. Women's Resource Center. Yes, mm-hmm. that's in flux right now, right? That's our little baby bear that is um, coming into its own. Okay. <laughs> so a little baby bear. So there are so many. Mm-hmm. It's growing. There will be more. A center for Swan identifying mm-hmm. students and Indigenous and Native. <gasps> yes. Indigenous and Native folks. Right yep. now during this podcast, it's Indigenous Peoples Month. Yep. Yes, and we're looking forward to see Dirk's growth and to see student services and resource centers make homes for these student populations. Let me tell you, those Swana kids, <laughs> they are organized and they are smart. <laughs> they are organized and smart. Ooh, Ooh. I was not that good. A double I was, threat. I was not. I was, I mean, I, I, you know, I considered myself when I was a you know, an undergraduate student, I was really active. But I sit here and I look at them and I'm like, y'all are going to take over the world. <laughs> you know? <Uh-oh. laughs> I'm like, yes. I'm liking this idea, <laughs> you know? Yes, and also Swana Week is next week. And they're going to be feeding everybody and there's going to be dancing and cooking. Y'all have so many great events, so many great community building things. And it's not just those things that you guys do. It's it's the greater scheme that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. That's fantastic. What is something about Dirk that you wish people knew that they may not know? I think it would depend on if it would be students. I wish they knew that they could just walk in at any time. It's welcome to all. You know, the doors are open. We are open. Walk in. I'm telling y'all, we have fridge. (laughs) We have microwaves. We have snacks. I know. You're like trying to bring everybody in with like the amenities too. Like we got got stuff over here, y'all. I'm looking at my undergraduate experience. I had gaps that were eight hours long, and I had nowhere to go. I didn't have a snuggly plushie and a comfy couch to nap on. And I a did mural not. to look at. I know. I did not. I did not have anywhere to charge my phone. <laughs> you know, kids are so lucky. I know. Living vicariously through <laughs> them. A hundred thousand percent. We go to college every day. It's great. <laughs> I know. But I think you know where would I keep my food? Because I was lugging my books, lugging my food, lugging yeah. my sweater, lugging it around everywhere. And I, there was nowhere for me to just sit and think. I really wish that students knew what the space looked like without just looking at our entrance. It's, it's like, like a, a hidden treasure. treasure. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful land in there. But on the outside, but we're working on that. We're working on making it kind of It's very more of vibrant when factor. you go in. There's like a, a vibrancy yes. yeah. to like each center, but it's... The overall vibe is very community yes. empowerment, you know, empowering everybody there. And I think students sometimes think that if there are events, like they're going to be forced to socialize. or th- No, you no. can just come in and be like, don't talk to anybody. That's yeah. okay, too. <laughs> Pick up some free swag. <laughs> I know. Hang Char- out. Be in that phone, space. Get some popcorn from LCRC with some zapatillo. And Let's go right now. 
I know. <laughs> I know. That's why we try. You to heard it invite your students. In. Walk in. I know. Walk You're in. in the library anyway. We know you are. You're walking from Starbucks. I know. I Stop. see you. I Stop see you off. rushing by. <laughs> Step up. Maybe we should put like a walking speed bump and then an arrow. <gasps> oh my gosh. Like a little hurdle. Yeah. You know? And be like, you must say the password. And the password is <laughs> what center are you going to go to yeah. today? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's for students. What do you think faculty and staff knew about the center? I think there's always perception of Stratcom. There's a created, constructed image of who Dirk is, what we do, and I think there needs to be more interaction. You need to come into the space to Mm. understand. So I think you see the word diversity and you think, oh yeah, you do everything. No. It's like... Diversity is not a separate thing we do. It's ingrained in everything we do. Yes, and I think that also an understanding of what is a resource center. Mm -hmm. You walk in, you think you're going to find some pamphlets, you know, you're going to find, you know, registration forms for something, right? You just have this, you have these preconceived notions about what it is, and not all of our resource centers look the same. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, on campus, every resource center is what it is to serve the needs of the students, but it's more of a communal space than they understand. And so I think when faculty and staff have the opportunity to come and see. Step out onto campus. Get out onto campus and check it out and see for yourself. Yes. And we are part of a larger picture and vision of diversity work on this campus. We focus on that with students, Mm -hmm. you know. The same way that we have that for faculty and staff, we have it for students, we have resources, we have services, we have spaces, but we uh, are by and for students, 100%. Mm-hmm. There's about eight As we should. professional staff members and like 45 <laughs> student staff members. They run so it. <laughs> they run it. They run it. Oh, yeah. We, we're under no illusion <laughs> that we run the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not They're even. like, we need a TikTok. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, we know. It's the time has come. In, in the best ways, they run the show. And so I think faculty and staff, when they start to get to know who we are as professional staff members and how we can support their work and how they can support our work, it's magic because you don't want to just come into a space, 600 square foot room that you feel safe in on this huge campus, right? You want to feel like you can take that feeling. Maybe it's not exactly the same. And take it with you. And the only way that they can take it with them is if everyone around us is connected to how essential that is for a student's success academically, emotionally, in every way, social, emotional learning, in all the ways, they take that and they reference it and they include it and they see the student as a holistic human being, Mm -hmm. not just you're this person in this class and here's your CWID and you don't know who these kids are. Yeah, just come get to know them. You know, they're develop the, they're developing their identities right in front of your eyes. Get to know them. Yes, and I think there's a lot we can do together to support students that we are not able to do on our own. There's no one entity that can do that. Right, it's a community of it takes a village. Well, this is our village, this, and right now I'm sitting in Jillian's office. And the, the whole village is in front of me. It looks beautiful. I'm glad you're enjo- in the sunset. <laughs> yes. I know. It's I look out of this window, and I've been working here for a while and I remember my boss having this office and it's so beautiful that I think you realize from this area that the best place to be is down there Mm -hmm. right being down there in the heart of it learning 
experiencing, I feel like I go to college every day. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love it. I know. I need to stop by dirt. (laughs) You need to come by. I'm going to come by and I'm going to surprise everybody and they're going to be like, who's that crazy woman (laughs) that's running around all of the resource centers being crazy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. I I, I love it. And I think I made this joke because we were in LH and I used my dirt voice. What's your dirt voice? Loud. (gasps) Oh, I know. I know. I have one like that. (laughs) I have a voice like that. So... I was like, I just, I used my jerk voice and it just echoed across the hallways. I was like, what just <laughs> happened? I was like, hello, oh, I, hello. I know. I use my jerk voice outside of Dirk. So yeah. I think something else that faculty and staff can benefit from just by stepping foot in our center is a reconnection to their why. Every time For I'm sure. sitting there and I'm like, okay, having a hard day. Yeah. Maybe a few obstacles are just seemingly insurmountable at that moment. I'm just like, I'm just going to go for like five minutes and just spend some time in these spaces. You just reconnect to Fullerton, to Cal State Fullerton. You reconnect to the goals and the objectives and the visions. Like what are all these strategic plans for so these kids can can succeed, so these students can succeed, and you connect to it. So In the, like, live. Yes, and I remember when I, it was so great that people took me up on the offer from Stratcom to come visit because they're, you know, helping us, y'all are helping us do such amazing work with, like, the promotion of the Heritage Ditto. History Months, right? And so now you're seeing the students that are benefiting from it, that mm-hmm. are feeling represented by it, that are, you know, and you just clicks in a way that experiential learning, right? Don't we talk about how experiential learning is so important? Yeah, immersive experience. Exactly. That's for, that's for adults. That's for and that's for us professional staff for everybody you could have been in I don't care how long you've been in Cal State Fullerton sometimes people are like oh no I've never been there I'm like oh okay how long have you worked here 40 years what is with that <laughs> like, what? what I swear <laughs> if I hear one more person say because I get it you know some students like students that I've had on my team are like I've never been to this place because I was a transfer student and I survived the pandemic here that kind of makes sense to me yes barriers but to access there is are no high. excuse if you are a faculty and or staff, get involved. I just, I feel like, how do I not push this or him? How do I not say these yeah. things on this podcast? I know. Because do it. Do it. Do it. I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. seriously, like, I think we can go, I would love to have you on the podcast again and maybe talk about, like, safe spaces and what that means. What do you think of that term? I know, you know, I that term. absolutely do not use that word. Right. Some, you know, <laughs> tell me. Like, I feel like we can go into a whole whole new podcast, whole new podcast because <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Abridged version is safety is subjective. And part of my work was looking at that subjective sense of safety. So right. prior to my life here, right? And, and working in the mental health sector, working mm-hmm. with refugees and asylum seekers, working with individuals that have gone through unspeakable realities – and who have not been defended, advocated for, or protected, how, how do they feel safe? And, the, and so the same way we feel that trauma cannot, you can, you, there's no measuring stick because mm. it's about your personal experiencing of it. Um, right. It's about what your resources are as internally, externally. It's about. It's not like a checklist, you know, of you've experienced this much and this type. It does not work like that. No, 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 no. And I think. Part of what people also don't understand about diversity, real diversity, is that you can't paint the picture and assume someone has not or has gone through something. So as somebody who identifies 
as LGBTQ+, you can't just make the assumption that I've gone through traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And you can't make the assumption that I haven't. Right. Right? And (laughs) you just have to be open to that non-knowing and that uncomfortable space and putting in that extra effort to just get to know a person as they are. Rather Um, than more exclusive. mm -hmm. Like this is a safe space for those that X, Y, and Z. You know, I love the way that you, you know, I'm thinking in that in that term, and that makes complete sense. Someone was interviewing us, like, but don't you feel like this is just segregating the students more, isolating the students more? And I was, and I, and I understood that as somebody who, again, presented identities that they can feel, quote unquote, right, that subjective sense mm-hmm. of safety in all spaces. It felt like don't you ever feel like you need a break from something? Like, let's say it's really loud, so maybe you go to the other room to get some quiet. Yeah. And then you re-enter the loud room. You're regenerated. You feel you feel stronger. You feel more resilient. And so I said, we don't bring these students here to hide them, yeah, to, to seclude s- them. To seclude them, right. It's a space where you can build the energy and put all of the different pieces of your identity together mm-hmm. as a student, if you're a black student, if you're identify as female, you identify as trans, whoever you are, all of the different identities, you put them together and all of the nonsense that people tell us, right? The imposter syndrome, all mm. of the nonsense that people tell us about product levels of productivity or what success looks like. We unpack all that. And then you leave the space and you engage with the rest of the community. You're engaging with the rest of the CSUF community, mm-hmm. but you're doing so from a standpoint that you feel more solid in yourself. That's what we hope. And so I can I understand to an outsider, they're just like, well, now it's just like they're not interacting with anybody. I'm like, they spend how many hours here? Re- interacting with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> out of their whole week of going to classes, of student organizations, yeah. of all the different things. Extracurricular yes. things, jobs, like everything. But everyone needs a place where you don't have to explain yourself. Don't to put a mask on. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course... It depends on who's in the space that day, what's going right, on in the space right. that day. But you know you can be like, okay, I'm not feeling the vibe today. Maybe it's a little too active in here. Maybe mm-hmm. I can go into a different center. I, d- I can feel a little bit more quiet. You don't have to go into a space that you just identify as. So if you I do get that sense when I go in there. It's very welcoming yes. to everybody. So yes, we don't ask you. We don't do your 23andMe uh, you know, yeah, you can't be you part of this in, club because like, you're you s- X, Y, and Z. That are you Swana? Are you not? You know, are you a, like what are you? We don't ask that. Mm-hmm. You know, we come together on a basis of the promotion of diversity as a reality, inclusion as a need, right? Representation as a need, equity and social justice, and to learn to be better constantly. We don't know what we don't know. As a human being, I know I don't know a lot, (laughs) right? So am I going to put myself in an environment where I can challenge these stereotypes, where I can challenge these assumptions? Am I going to immerse myself in that? Or am I just going to be like over here because like, oh, I'm too uncomfortable to go in? Right. No. No. This is the time to do it. This is the place to do it. That's what I say. That's another thing I want students to know. You don't have to identify as Latinx to be in the Latinx Community Resource Center. Absolutely. You do have to show an appreciation and a respect of all of the different communities and and histories Mm -hmm. of the societies that are represented in that term. But you don't have to self-identify as it. I don't know if you're Latinx or not. 
I don't know. It's a great place to learn. Yes, I don't know. If you're looking to learn and to experience people and things that they're proud and their own identities of, that's the vibe that I definitely get in there. It's not like, oh, it's us against them or, oh, our center is in your center. It's like, it's very like the specifics, you know, people really identify with their centers too and oh, yes. feel that sense of <laughs> they're pride. Like, they're like, we're funner. I'm oh my like, gosh. I'm just like, mm, you're all fun. It just depends <laughs> you know? on my mood during that day. <laughs> Sometimes I want to go sunbathe in TDRC, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I just want to, you know, sit in all the beautiful music that is played on the record player that's Ooh, in ARC. Yeah. The tea station. Let me tell you in A-Park. They got a, a tea, tea station? station? There's a tea station. Not a tea station. <laughs> right? I hope they get to hear that. I know. So every space just has something so unique and beautiful about it. Student need. You know, there was this one time. Someone's like, do you have hot sauce? Go into LCRC. Do we have hot the, sauce? I know. I'm like, you can go into LCRC, get the hot sauce. And they're like, this place is so great. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> it is great. It's beautiful. One of our little avocado plushies, okay, was <gasps> stolen. It's okay. You must have needed it. We assume. That's true. It's a cute, soft little plushie, and I just feel like. Is it a Squishmallow? No, better than a Squishmallow. Better than no, a Squishmallow? I don't know. How, I don't know how. I don't know who bought it or how, but. So Someone must have really <laughs> needed that avocado plushie. I know. I'm like, I understand that. But, yeah. like, bring it back and just talk to someone in the center. <laughs> but another student so came in and saw, you know, we had these missing flyers. Oh. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Like, we will just mess around sometimes, right? And then the missing flyers, and then a student came in and bought us a new avocado <gasps> plushie. I know. I almost cried that oh day. Oh, my gosh. It's like there's hope in this world. There's a, th- it, it, <laughs> you were looking for hope, and you're kind of yes. lackluster in the hope area. Students are, or they're really caring for each other. That's Yes, and, like, the understanding of how that little avocado, like, created yeah. that space, community, and culture. They're like, the avocado. Like, I know. Thanks. It's like, the mommy needs Last the baby, year. and, you know. Oh, that's so cool. See? And now we've named them all, so. Um, oh, my gosh. I know. Well, just, there was going to be a plethora of avocado I plushies. I know. There was a vote. You know, everyone nominated names, and then we voted for the names. <laughs> Community. <laughs> the little baby avocado is Pepito, and oh, it's adorable. See, it's it's stuff like that that it seems so fun and, like, it in passing, but they're going to remember that when they, mm-hmm. they graduate, you know? And then they'll be like, that was really fun. Could, they could be really stressed out in class or struggling at home or you know, struggling at their job and, and working so hard, and this place provides a great space for yeah. everybody. Yeah. So I thank you. Well, I feel like we've 52 minutes in, Marham. We, oh, like, really? uh, right? Oh. We need another episode. I already can see it, hopefully. I will do it. <gasps> Come up and enjoy. Bring <laughs> bring some students. We're going to get some more it. mics oh, and headphones. it's going to be a party. So it's going to be a party. Okay, we're ready. Yay. We're ready for the party. Oh, my gosh, you're awesome. But seriously, I just am really appreciative of you. And ever since you came to campus, you were kind of just such this bright, shining light oh, at Cal State. Florida. There are a few people like this, you know, mm-hmm. that you really see and you're like, that person's making a difference. And you're one of them. Oh, I so if nobody that. told you today, <laughs> and if you didn't get to see a plushie, I'm telling uh, you today. Let me tell you, enthusiasm is everything. <laughs> if you are going to feel it and live it and do it and... Feel it, feel it the most. Yep. Life's too short. Mm-hmm. And people are looking up to you. Mm-hmm. These I've, kids. I think that's what 
they also are understanding or coming to understand that they as student leaders, like they have people who look up to right. them. It's, it's coming full circle. And I think, you know, hopefully <gasps> mentorship will really, you know, yes. help like it did me, help people grow. Yes. And I always tell so them. That's what we do here. I always tell them, I'm like, you think you're the only one growing here or <laughs> benefiting from this? <laughs> Not this done. Is, it's a totally mutually beneficial situation because yeah. we're all doing this together. You know, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And I would love to say 10 million more things about Dirk and 10 million more things about <sighs> Dirk, about Dirk season two <laughs> on the podcast yes. for sure. Alrighty, Titans. Thank you so much for joining us, Marham. It was a pleasure, an honor and a pleasure to get to sit down with you in this, with this beautiful view. Definitely looking forward to having you back again. Check out the diversity initiatives and resource centers. <laughs> Walk in to the Pollock Library first floor and you will get the most amazing experience. We are so looking forward to having you there. Be sure to follow CUCF on all social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and even TikTok. Tell me when you check out the centers, y'all.